0: We are in a series right now on the book of Joshua. And we've been seeing how the presence of God in our life gives us courage to face the battles and to walk in victory, pursuing the promises of God. It's a story about people who were in pursuit of God's promise. And that's who we are. We're in pursuit of God's promise, living in his presence. And I just want to invite you back next week. As Phyllis is going to wrap up our series, and uh, she's going to deliver a powerful message on a choice that every one of us can make, and that is, as for me and my house, we are going to serve the Lord. And so she's going to wrap up our series next week just with this powerful declaration in the book of Joshua, as for me and my house. We're going to serve the Lord. I'm going to serve the Lord. I'm going to follow Jesus. So just looking forward to that next week. And then uh, the week after, we're going to begin a brand new series on gratitude. And how many of you know that gratitude and praise is a powerful way to face challenges in our life? So uh, that's going to be a really important series for all of us as we go into uh, November. All right. So um, today we're looking at the story of Joshua and the famous Battle of Jericho. I love this story. Joshua and the Israelites have just crossed the Jordan River. They step into the Promised Land, and the very first thing they face is a big, huge problem called Jericho. Jericho is the first enemy city that the Israelites encounter in the Promised Land. And uh, they have actually locked themselves up inside this massive, intimidating, walled city. Uh, it's a, a famous story. It's a, it's, a, it's a familiar story. In fact, I was part of a church years ago. And we actually used the word Jericho to initiate our church lockdown procedure. So every classroom, every room had a walkie-talkie. And if you ever heard somebody say, Jericho, over the walkie-talkie, you were immediately to go into lockdown. And uh, I actually never got over that. I just kind of thought that was kind of a funny word to use for a lockdown. Now, I, I understand they were all, you know, on lockdown in the city of Jericho. I get all that. But when I think about Jericho, Jericho and being inside the Jericho, you know, like if I read Scripture correctly, it wasn't a good thing to be locked down in Jericho. But that's what we use, so that was the word Jericho. Um, it It actually doesn't go so well for those in Jericho. And that's the story we're looking at today. Jericho is locked down, the city, behind towering, massive walls. And I think to Joshua and his army, looking at this city, it would have seemed like an impossible situation. How are we ever going to overcome this Jericho. But here's what's amazing, and here's what we're going to see today. A little bit of faith and a little bit of trust in God. The walls of Jericho came crumbling down. In fact, Hebrews 11.30 says, By faith, the walls of Jericho fell. And so I wonder today, do you have a Jericho in your life? Are you facing an impossible situation? See, what do we do when we're faced with the impossible? What do you do when you're faced with the impossible? Maybe it's your health or your family. Maybe it's your your business. Maybe it's finances. Maybe it's your career or a child. What do you do when there's an impossible thing in front of you? and there's no way around it, right? You're stuck. What do you do when you're facing a really big, walled city like Jericho? And so I want to talk to us today, I want to talk to you today about having faith for your Jericho. I want to talk to you today about having faith for your Jericho. By faith, the walls of Jericho fell. So if you have your Bible, go ahead and open it up, turn it on, flip it on if you've got an app. We're going to be in Joshua chapter 6. Joshua chapter 6 tells us the amazing story of Jericho and how by faith the walls of Jericho fell. So let's read the story together. You can read along with me. We'll be going through this passage today. Joshua 6. Let's start in... Verse 1. Let's see. Okay, here we go. (laughs) All right, so. Now the gates of Jericho were securely barred because of the Israelites. No one went out, and no one came in. It was a stay-at-home order. (laughs) Oh, too soon? Okay. (laughs) They're all locked in. Verse 2. Then the Lord said to Joshua, See I have delivered Jericho into your hands along with its king and its fighting men. March around the city once with all the armed men. Do this for six days. Have seven priests carry seven trumpets of ram's horns in front of the ark. On the seventh day, march around the city seven times with the priests blowing their trumpets. When you hear them sound a long blast on the trumpets, have the whole army give a loud shout. Then the wall of the city will collapse and the army will go up, everyone straight in. So Joshua, son of Nun, called the priests and said to them, Take up the ark of the covenant of the Lord and have seven priests carry trumpets in front of it. And he ordered the army, advance, march around the city with an armed guard, going ahead of the ark of the Lord. When Joshua had spoken to the people, the seven priests carrying the seven trumpets before the Lord went forward blowing their trumpets, and the Ark of the Lord's Covenant followed them. The armed guard marched ahead of the priests who blew the trumpets, and the rear guard followed the Ark. All this time, the trumpets were sounding. But check this out. This is an interesting detail. But Joshua had commanded the army, don't give a war cry, do not raise your voices, do not say a word. Interesting. Do not say a word until the day I tell you to shout. Then shout. Shout. So he had the Ark of the Lord carried around the city, circling it once. Then the army returned to camp and spent the night there. Joshua got up early the next morning, and the priests took up the Ark of the Lord. The seven priests carrying the seven trumpets went forward, marching before the Ark of the Lord and blowing the trumpets. The armed men went ahead of them, and the rear guard followed the Ark of the Lord. while the trumpets kept sounding. So on the second day, they marched around the city once and returned to the camp. They did that for six days. Very interesting. On the seventh day, they got up at daybreak and marched around the city seven times in the same manner, except that on that day, they circled the city seven times. The seventh time around, when the priest sounded the trumpet blast, Joshua commanded the army, shout, for the Lord has given you the city. The city and all that is in it are to be devoted to the Lord. And if you want to jump to verse 20, I like this. When the trumpet sounded, this kind of wraps it up, the army shouted, and at the sound of the trumpet, when the men gave a loud shout, the wall collapsed so that everybody charged straight in and took the city. That's the story we're going to look at today, and we're going to talk about having faith for our Jericho. So let's pray, and then we'll dive in. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for this morning. Thank you for each person that is here. And uh, we just think about all the challenges and difficulties we face, especially in this season, in this day. And, uh, Lord, you are inviting us today to come, to hear your word, to trust you so that we might overcome some of the battles that we face in our own life. So, God, I pray that you help us today. Father, open our hearts to experience you in a powerful way. We ask that in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, so we're looking at this story Uh, About Joshua and the Battle of Jericho and we read in Hebrews 1130 that by faith, the walls of Jericho fell. So the question that I have for you today, I want you to start thinking about this. What is your Jericho? What do you need faith for today? See, in between Joshua and the promised land is an impossible situation called Jericho. And i want to tell you just a little bit about this city named jericho jericho is not just a made-up city in the bible it's not just just something somebody made up jericho is a real place it's a real city you can go to it today in fact jericho um, it, there's uh, archaeologists have been digging around the old testament city of jericho and they have found 23 layers of ancient history just at the site of jericho and what archaeologists have discovered is that the city of Jericho is really old. In fact, Jericho, this real place, Jericho that we're talking about today, you can go there, you can visit it. Jericho is the oldest city on Earth. Think about that. Jericho is the oldest city on Earth. It dates back some 10,000 years. That's why there's 23 layers of history there, right? So they've studied Jericho. By the way, Jericho also has the record for being the lowest city on the planet. It sits at 1,300 feet below sea level. Can you imagine that? 1,300 feet below sea level. That's like 1,300 feet below us, you know? I mean, that's low. It's so low that there are these springs of water that never run dry. It's why Jericho is called the city of palm trees, because it's like this oasis in the middle of a hot, dry desert. So you can kind of see why they would want to protect that. You can see why they would want to defend that. This is this amazing place, the city of Jericho. But what Jericho is most famous for are the walls. Jericho was known for being this city with huge, massive walls. In in fact, it's it's the first walled city. Uh, that we have found to this date. So um, at, there are excavations at Tel S. Sultan, which is the old site of Old Testament Jericho. And yeah, you can put that up. Um, what this site reveals, as archaeologists have studied it, is they, it really has revealed this awe-inspiring city. And it didn't just have one wall. The Old Testament city of Jericho had two walls. And you can see it in the picture. Um, Jericho is actually built on top of a 15-high-foot mound. So can you see there's like two different colors of walls? Um, the uh, the lighter-colored wall, that's, that's the mound. So if you just walked up to Jericho, the, the, base, the, um, yeah, the base of Jericho is like 15 feet above you. So the city itself is built on top of a mound that's already 15 feet high, and then it's surrounded by stone. And then you add on top of that 25 foot high, red brick walls that are six feet thick. So what you're looking at as you come up to Jericho is you're looking at a massive wall that's about 40 feet high. That's pretty awesome. That is a big, big wall. On the other side of that wall, you can find the inner city. And the inner city is surrounded by another wall 25 feet high and six feet thick right this is a towering intimidating powerfully defended city in other words when you looked at jericho it was impenetrable it was impossible there was no way going through that wall there was no way going over that wall there was no way of overcoming this city I just think when God said to Joshua, I've delivered this city into your hand. What do you think would have been going through Joshua's mind as he looked at that city? Like, how? Like, no way. That looks impossible. And I just wonder in your own life, do you have, is there something in your life in front of you that is this big impossible situation where you're thinking man there is no way there's just no way that is impossible what's your jericho when you don't have the answers what do you do when someone you've loved has died what do you do when your marriage hits a bump and things start to get ugly and suddenly your relationship becomes, becomes something you had never even imagined it would be what do you do? Maybe you've got a child who has walked away from the faith, raised them, followed Jesus, and now you're praying that God would do a miracle in their life. What do you do? I think for Angie and I, it was this impossible situation of impossible to get pregnant. You know, and even wondering if we could even have kids. So we all walk through impossible situations. We all come to difficulties. Maybe it's just something about this pandemic that's left you isolated or alone. Maybe maybe just you're in a job situation where the money's not there like it used to be. Whatever it is, I just, I look around the room today and I think about each of you and I know there are such challenging situations Represented in this room and many of them seem daunting like it might feel like there's a 40-foot wall in front of you How are you gonna get through how are you gonna conquer it? How do you get a victory in life? And what I want to show you guys today is that it's a walk of faith That's how we find victory in life. It really is a walk of faith the journey to victory it's always a walk of faith. I had a friend back in college, and uh, I always think of him because I get excited about things, and I'll be like, "Yeah, that's awesome!" No way, you know, like no way. And he always would come back, and he'd be like, "Yahweh." And he was a he was a, a Christian. Like we were part of this college group, and, and I was like, "No way!" And he'd be like, "Yahweh," and I just thought that was interesting because um, you remember when Moses encounters God at the burning bush. And uh, God tells Moses his name. What was it? It's Yahweh. I am who I am. And I was just thinking about that because all of us, we have situations in our life where we're like, there's no way. And I think what we need to hear back is Yahweh. I am is with me. And I am, I am who I am. That's God's name. I am Yahweh. He is with you. You're not in this impossible situation alone. See, why do you think God puts us in God-sized challenges? Why, why does God call us to situations that are impossible, into the battles, into circumstances that can feel so big they paralyze us? Because I think sometimes the only way for God to bring us from trusting in our own strength and our own wisdom to trusting in his strength and his wisdom, is to actually put us in some situations where we face some things that are bigger than we are, to face some things where we need God's help. And that's the journey that you and I are on. We are on a journey of learning to trust God. And what I've found in my life is like, that is the message God has for us. God is always bringing us to a place where we trust in Him so that He gets the victory and He gets the glory. But this journey to victory is always gonna be a walk of faith. It is a walk of faith, you can be sure of that. Just look at these wild instructions that God gives to Joshua, and we were reading them earlier. I think this has to be one of the craziest battle plans ever put together in the history of battles. Can you imagine showing up to the army and everybody's like, let's get the battering rams. And there's like, no, like, let's just grab some like, ram's horns. Let's get the ark. Let's just go for a walk. Like this is the craziest battle plan. Only God would come up with a plan like this. Verse three, God says, march around the city with all the armed men. Do this for six days, which is interesting Because this is God. So they literally could have walked up to the door of Jericho, you know, rung the doorbell, and the city could have been nuked. I mean, this is God. Like, he doesn't need six days. But he tells them, walk around for six days. Have seven priests carry trumpets of ram's horns in front of the ark. On the seventh day, we're going to march around seven times. Priests are blowing the trumpets. And when you hear them sound a long blast on the trumpets, have the whole army give a loud shout, and then the wall of the city will collapse. And what I love about this, and what we're going to find out, and what we read between verses 16, 6 and 19, is that Joshua does exactly this. And you can imagine it Joshua gets the entire army, they line up, and then Joshua puts the Ark of the Covenant right in the center. What does the ark represent? It represents the presence of God. At the center of this army is the presence of God. And then God puts around the ark seven priests, and they're all carrying these ram's horns. And then what do they do? They go for a walk. Isn't that interesting? And every day, it's another walk. And they just begin to circle around this Jericho nothing's happening, nothing's changing, there's not a crack in the wall, not even a little pebble falling from the wall. And I just wonder if you've ever found yourself circling a problem over and over again. Nothing's changing, nothing's happening, you're going, God, where are you? Is this wall ever going to come down? Ever experienced that? Could be days, could be months, could it could be years. God, is there ever going to be a breakthrough? And it might feel like you're just walking in circles. Let me tell you today, you're not. You're marching around your Jericho. And it is a walk of faith. We're walking in faith. We're marching around our Jericho. We're not just walking in circles. God is at work. How do you march around to Jericho? How do you walk by faith? Joshua gives us two really important details that I think will help all of us today. Number one, I love this. Joshua makes a rule. Did you catch his rule? No talking. No talking while we're walking. Why would Joshua need to make a rule? No talking while we're walking you imagine the days going by they walk around the city what kind of things would start to go through your mind oh this is a stupid plan (laughs) this isn't going to work where's God what are we doing you ever hear those voices in your head I I hear them in my head all the time Joshua makes a rule no talking why because what begins to come up Doubt, fear, unbelief, all those things. Remember, Joshua circled the wilderness for 40 years. They did a lot of talking in the wilderness, didn't they? It was a lot of complaining, a lot of murmuring, not believing the promises of God. And so here's Joshua. And he's like, we're going to go in another circle. But this time, this is not the time to have a conversation because we don't want to believe those lies. In fact, we're not even gonna allow them into the conversation. Right? This is a walk of faith, guys. We're not gonna allow those thoughts into the conversation. And so Joshua makes this really important rule. No talking while we're walking. We're not gonna, we're not gonna listen to those lies. We're not gonna believe those lies. What are we gonna do instead? Right, that's the negative, what's the positive? What are we gonna do instead? I love this. Really cool detail. Here are seven priests, and they're all carrying ram's horns. Do we have any horn players in the house? Come on now, horn players. I'm a trumpet player. Sixth sixth grade trumpet player right here. (laughs) Seventh, eighth. Yep, there we go. Got some trumpet players in the house. This one's for all of you. All you horn players out there. I love this. So we've got priests here carrying ram's horns. Now, uh, the ancient Israelites, they had two different kinds of horns there was, number one, a silver trumpet, and number two, there was a ram's horn. This is very interesting. The ram's horn was literally a ram's horn that was turned into a blaster. (laughs) Literally made this loud, powerful trumpet sound. So you got your ram's horn, it's literally a ram's horn. It's a shofar kind of thing, a blaster, and then you have a silver trumpet. And the silver trumpet was used to call people to gather for an assembly. But the ram's horn was used to announce the victory of God. And so I just want you to imagine this they've got the ram's horn. And you have an entourage marching around the city of Jericho. And the entire time they're marching, not a rock has fallen, not a stone has cracked. And yet they are blasting the trumpet of victory the entire time. Can you picture it? The whole time, not a stone has fallen. And yet they are declaring God is victorious over this. And you can do that, too you can begin to blast the ram's horn, declare the victory of God over your Jericho in your life. How do we do that? Right? We, we declare the victory by going back to Scripture. Right? One of the most powerful ways we can walk through a Jericho is by being in God's Word, by memorizing Scripture, by meditating on Scripture so that we can say things like, we are more than conquerors through Christ who loves us. I have set the Lord at my right hand. You know, I will not be shaken. There are these powerful promises all throughout Scripture. You'll keep them in perfect peace whose mind is fixed on you. Right? I'm meditating on Scripture. I'm blasting the ram's horns. I'm walking in victory, even though maybe there hasn't even been a single wall that's crumbled to the ground. So we're taking the lies of the enemy and we're replacing it with the truth of Scripture. And that is how we sustain faith for the long walk, for the journey around our Jericho. And I think that really is why God doesn't take down the city on day one. Because he's teaching us how to trust in him. He's teaching us how to walk in victory. He's teaching us all these things. It's an opportunity for us to grow and mature in our walk with God. And so I just want to encourage you today that the journey to victory is always a walk of faith. But here's what I love. How does does the story end? By faith, the walls fell down. I love that. By faith, guys. By faith, the walls fell. Fall down. They trust God. They believe His promise, and the walls fell down. Listen to this. Verse 15. On the seventh day, they got up at daybreak and marched around the city seven times in the same manner, except that on that day they circled the city seven times. The seventh time around, when the priest sounded the trumpet blast, Joshua commanded the army Shout, for the Lord has given you the city. The city and all that is in it are to be devoted to the Lord. Verse 20, when the trumpet sounded, the army shouted. I mean, I can just hear the shouts. And at the sound of the trumpet, when the men gave a loud shout, the wall collapsed. So everyone charged straight in and they took the city. And just like it was described in Scripture, the walls crumbled to the ground. And it's even amazing if you were to go to tell El Salton this Old Testament site of Jericho and you were to look at the rocks and look at the the city, you would see amazing, amazing things. In fact, one of the most unusual things they found, we were talking about these mud brick walls, right? 25 feet high, 6 feet thick. And what the archaeologists found is that those walls fell outward. Think about that. When you have an army breaching a city, which way do the walls normally fall? Inward. But what they found is that the walls had fallen outward, just like the story says. Isn't it amazing? In fact, it actually made um, kind of a, a ramp for them just to go right into the city. And what archaeologists also found, this is amazing, is they found massive evidence of destruction by fire the city had been completely burned just like it said in the book of Joshua and get this they found a section of the wall that had not been destroyed with guys get this houses attached to it to remind you of the story of Rahab remember God spared Rahab this house attached to the wall could be could be even you know Rahab's house it's all there. It's this, the the archaeology is telling the story of Scripture. It's exactly what you would expect to find. And see, that is the power of God. We're not talking about just a kid's story today. We're talking about something that really happened. By faith, the walls of Jericho crumbled to the ground. It happened. Go check it out. See, faith really does win the victory. I want to remind you, just as we went back, you know, week one, I just gave you these four statements. And I hope you'll take these with you. When you're going through the battle, these four just statements, you can speak to yourself. Number one, God is on the throne. Number two, his promises are true. Number three, devil is a liar. Right, we're not going to have that conversation. <laughs> this is not the, right? No talking while we're walking. And number four, faith is the victory. God is on the throne. His promises are true. The devil is the liar. Faith is our victory. By faith, the walls of Jericho fell. And for Joshua and all God's people, this victory was the very first victory in a long line of victories to where they, God's people, they were able to establish themselves in the promised land. And I'm going to invite you to go and just to read the rest of the book of Joshua. Right, next week, we're coming to the end. We're going to wrap up this series. But even then, at the end of the book, you find Joshua saying to God's people, hey, there's still some battles to fight. There's still some victories to be won. But this victory, Jericho, Guys, Jericho was the big one. This is the victory that unlocked every other victory for them. And so today, I just want you to understand. 2,000 years ago, Jesus came, and he died on a cross for you and me. And he took down another kind of wall. He took down the wall of sin that separated me and you from the presence of God and the promises of God. And what scripture tells us is that by faith, by trusting in Jesus, that wall comes down. By faith, the wall of sin that separates you and me from God, that wall comes down because of Jesus, because of his death on the cross, because of his resurrection, overcoming sin and death. Because of Jesus, you can have a relationship with God, your past can be forgiven. Whatever you're walking through today, your present can be redeemed. And I'm telling you, your future is secure. It rests in the promises of God. By faith, the walls come down. And this is the victory, Jesus, that is going to unlock every other victory in your life. Now, I just want you to think today, some of you are facing an impossible situation. As we wrap this up, maybe you're circling the same Jericho over and over again. You're wondering if God is even working, you're frustrated. Is anything gonna change? And I just wanna remind you today, Jesus took down the wall and Jesus is still taking down walls. And I just wanna ask you, maybe today instead of seeing Jericho, maybe you see Jesus. Maybe instead of looking at the wall, maybe you start to look at the Word. Maybe instead of being fearful about how big that is, maybe you are going to be faith-filled because of how big God is. What if today we began to circle the wall a little bit differently? And instead of circling in frustration? Maybe we begin to circle in faith, trusting God, I'm not believing the lies. I'm meditating on the Word, and I'm walking in victory. Wall hasn't fallen, but I am walking in victory. I want to invite you today to do that—to trust Jesus, and to walk in the victory that He has won. So if you're here and you have a situation where you just need God to help you. God, help help me. I, I believe. Help me in my unbelief. That's what I want to pray for you as we close. So let's pray. You just want to open up your hands. Just invite God. Walk with you. If there's something going on in your life, just God wants to minister to your heart today. Father, here we are, open hands. We are facing many battles. Think about the challenges going on in every one of our our lives today. God, we need you. We cannot face this alone. So God, I ask that you would come. Come now with the gift of your presence. Remind us today that you are an ever-present help in time of trouble. And we just thank you, that Jesus, that you tore down that wall of separation between us and God so that we can have full access as children, children of a heavenly Father. God, help us to trust you. I pray that you would strengthen our faith today. Help us to walk around this wall, not like we're walking in circles. Help us to walk in faith, believing in the victory that you have won. I pray for that faith for each person that's here today. Fill our hearts with hope and a sense that you are with us. And we ask that today, in Jesus' name, amen.